Hey everyone, and welcome to the Forefront Podcast. Today, we're stoked to bring you a community hangout with Zaku, co-founder of Coordinate. Prior to entering the Web3 space, Zaku was passionate about collaborating for impact and worked in operations sustainability for businesses such as Dell, Apple, and Intel. Zaku went on to found Converge to solve the riddle of forming IRL networks for collaboration. Today, Zaku is the founder of Coordinate, ubiquitous in the DAO tooling landscape. Coordinate decentralizes a DAO's compensation strategy, allowing DAO members themselves to disperse rewards peer-to-peer. Zaku recently joined Jihad on a Forefront community hangout. They dove into the relationship between gratitude and gifting, human coordination and technology, retroactive and proactive compensation, and the use cases for Coordinate that surprise Zaku. Enjoy this community hangout with Zaku. Anything, anything on the on the agenda for you this week? Anything fun happening for me? Yes, of course. There's lots of fun happening. Um, yeah, we're just mostly surfing <laughs> is the fun thing. And uh, I live down here in Costa Rica, so I mm-hmm. we just um, we just like this summer sold our house and sold all our stuff and moved down to Costa Rica. And, uh, we just found like this little bare chunk of land by the, by near the beach and that we're going to buy. So we're going to start the, the permaculture dream here on a, on a blank canvas. So really excited to, uh, to kick off that, that project. That's super exciting. I know you and I yesterday were talking about, uh, Lisbon FOMO, but that sounds much better yes. than than a than a crypto conference in a lie. Well, the land will always be here. I still have Lisbon FOMO, but it's cool. It's <laughs> cool. <laughs> if I were in Lisbon, it'd still be here. But um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, I'm excited for this whole this new adventure for sure. Definitely. Well, I'm just trying to make you feel better, Zach. So let's let's. Just... I appreciate it. I, <laughs> I I do. I feel better. There's there's ETH. I used to live in Portland, Oregon, and like next week is is there's a really cool ETH. Portland conference coming together too. I think I just need to start living with conference FOMO because MCON was so dope. Extremely um, fun. Um, yes, it was. Good stuff. Well, I think we got some we got some people in the audience. It's 11.01, my time at least. But uh, I, think, I think we can get started here if that's good with you. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it. So for those who don't know, I got the pleasure to meet Zach at MCON, actually. Um, but for those who don't know you, can you just give a brief intro? Uh, sure. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it brief and I guess relative relevant to this. But um, so uh, I've been in the, the crypto space, I guess, for about a year. Um, I always feel like I'm the newest person to crypto and also like the least technical person on every call that I'm on. Um, I, I have never written a line of code and uh, feel, like, feel like I'm just consistently uh, impressed and totally baffled by, by our devs and when I try and when I listen to their conversations. But hopefully I'm learning a little bit by osmosis. But yeah, my, my background is, is sort of focused on, on collaborating for impact. I started working in, in sustainability and, and business, so working with both, like kind of all different industries, but um, worked with folks like Dell and Apple and Intel, sort of engaging their supply chains in in more sustainable operations. And then ended up leading like lots of group retreats and things like that, and working with executive teams on on leadership and sustainability, and and just kept finding like how necessary collaboration was and how bad people were at it. And that led me to, to co-found Converge, which was a consultancy that helped people to form networks for impact. So getting like, you know, corporate leaders and nonprofit leaders and, and government folk uh, all together to try and take action at a system level, right? So like, how do we steward 500,000 acres of redwoods? So we got, you know, a, a whole bunch of, of stakeholders in that process, you know, loggers, environmentalists kind of, kind of thing. And turn them into a community that can take action. And so I did that for about eight years through Converge. And, and how I would say it now is that we were really kind of building IRL DAOs. We call them networks, but you know, they'd have some purpose at the center and cohere people around to, to take on different things, balancing self and shared interest, all that good stuff. So 
discovering DAOs this last year was just like, you know, a huge sort of like, wow, we've been wondering how do we scale these impact networks and here's the way that we can do it. And so uh, as I got obsessed with DAOs, I also started doing some work with Yearn and, and had a previous connection with Tracheopteryx, um, who's part of the core team at Yearn. And uh, our other coordinate co-founder, Zem, we had been in, in conversation in various ways about um, you know, cohering collective intelligence and you know, consciousness and, and, and human development. And all those d- ideas kind of poured into this prototype for Coordinate, which was um, at Yearn, sort of Yearn was trying to figure out like, how do we pay grants to people? And there was this four-person grant committee that was paying grants for everything that, that folks were doing, you know, whether it was translating docs to contributing to code or moderating Discord. And they were sort of like, why, you know, how are we making these apples to, to oranges comparisons and, and, and deciding who gets a grant? And, and by the way, like, why are we on the grant committee? Like, who, who, who decides who's on the grant committee? Like, none of this makes sense. And so we created Coordinate as a way to sort of just like ask the community, right? Like, where have you seen value? Rather than have four people's subjective experience, why not have the entire community's subjective experience informing where value is getting created? And so have been charging pretty hard on Coordinate for the last six months, kind of turning it into a, a little side project from Yearn to, to actually like a, a crypto primitive to help all DAOs solve this question of, of compensation. It's super interesting that you describe it, at least from your perspective, as a, as a side project, because I think it's had such a, a huge impact on a lot of the DAOs that are using it. Forefront actually just well, is in the process of its second coordinate circle. And we've, we've just had like a great experience. And I know like another DAOs I've been a part of, like it's been such a, such a critical tool. So big, big props for that. And I, I think you covered my first question, which was like, what was the what was the uh, like inspiration and, and story behind founding Coordinate? But I'd, I'd love to, I know when, when you and I were talking about the, having this conversation, we said we want a, a balance of, of philosophical and practical. So we could start with the philosophical of this. How do you think about the relationship between coordination and DAOs, which is like this human element, versus DAO tooling, which is like the technical element? In my mind, Coordinate is more in the, in the tooling category than it is in like the coordination category. But how do you think about that relationship, given your your experience in like impact networks as well? And what's what do you see as like the the balance between those two? Hmm. I think I, I mean if 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 it, the question is like balance, I think I think it's like ninety five percent probably the human element. Like that's that's always the the thing, right? And so coordinate is definitely a, a tool. You know, my my highest hope for Coordinate as we continue to improve it is that it's a tool that that itself can help shape the culture of a DAO. Right. So the, the difference between talking about compensation and salary bans and this kind of thing versus like thank your peers for the awesome work they've done. Right. It's it's all very gratitude based as a tool. You'll notice if you use Coordinate, like there's there's never anywhere where you can see like a leaderboard of, of who's winning or, you know, one give is worth this many dollars. Like it's, it's all very just rooted in gratitude and gift. And so, you know, our hope is that, is that the tool becomes an influence on culture because the culture is everything. Uh, maybe another illustrative story. We have one protocol that's using Coordinate now. And, you know, the, one, of, one of the feedback that they keep giving is we don't want, it's too transparent especially during the distribute the allocation phase, right? So the map in coordinate that shows, you know, who gave and who received from everybody, it updates real time. And they want it to not be visible until the, the distributions are done. Um, because they're, they, they are experiencing like some people, they are, are just giving, you know, five give to everybody. Like they're, they give a little bit to every other person so that people somehow feel indebted to them. Like, oh, I, I gave to you, so you have to give to me. Or at least that's the perception, right? Or, you know, people feel like if someone gives to them, they have to give back. Or if you don't give to me, I'm not going to give to you. All these dynamics. And they're, they're asking for the tool to address this. And it's like, okay, we can totally, you know, explore whether we want to have a toggle for whether you can have the map hidden or not. We actually use that feature for two of the iterations at, at Yearn in the initial stages. And they liked having the map 
update in real time. But sure, we could turn it off. But the bigger question is like, you know, there's no tool that's going to solve the cultural issue of you have someone who you feel like is is acting out of integrity. And rather than going to them and saying like, hey, are you giving to everyone because you're trying to mine more give? Or do you actually have an opinion and you can speak to the value that every one of these people that, that you're allocating to is adding value, right? That's, that's a hard conversation. And, and I guess my experience has always been like when people say they want a tool to do something that it can't, it's, there's a hard conversation you're avoiding. And so, you know, one of my, one of my big ambitions is to think about like, how can we improve the social layer of coordinate and how can we, um, you know, just generally in DAOs, like what are the ways that we can asynchronously build, you know, higher integrity, um, higher productivity and higher in- inclusion cultures uh, in the DAO. Yeah. So that was pretty, pretty, pretty rambly. <laughs> no, that was, that was great. I want to dig into this a little more actually, because I, so we've been doing these hangouts for a while now, almost every week. And I feel like during every single conversation that we have, there's this point that comes up that like, it is not about the tools. It's about the, the people, right? Like human coordination is going to be the number one problem that every single DAO has. And like, no matter what DAO tool, like there are going to be a bunch of companies that are going out and building DAO tooling for onboarding and DAO tooling for membership and DAO tooling for comp and DAO tooling for all of these. And I, I feel like the coordinate philosophy has always been, we are going to get out of the way we are going to try to like instill exactly what it is that we, we feel that like people need and like do we do so in like a very values-based way, which is what you just described. I'm curious like how like at, at, a, at a higher level you've explored these values as well. Because like on one hand, a good example of this is like coordinate is inherently retroactive, right? So you're not necessarily saying like, oh, because this person is working with me in this capacity, I'm going to give the give before they do the work, but it's more so like after a, a period of, of work is done, we look back on what happened and, and we give that like gratitude in the form of give. How have you thought about this like difference between like retroactive and proactive comp and funding? And like how has that influenced the the general philosophy that like Coordinate is working with? Yeah, I think I mean also I guess I should say part of the roots of Coordinate came from from Converge, my consultancy that I talked about where we never had anyone on payroll. And the way that we always did everything is we had, you know, we were consultants. So we did client work. And when we would invoice a client, we'd put the invoice in the middle of the table and, and what we called Thunderdome. Uh, but we would just like divide it up, you know, say like, I, I should get this much because I did these things. Uh, you should get this much. No, you should get more than that because remember you did this, blah, blah, blah. And, and we always said that it's like the, the conversation is way more valuable than the the distribution, right? It's not about the money you get. It's about sort of the the culture and teen hygiene you develop in in having these conversations. And so, you know, that 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 was kind of one of the the impetuses for coordinate. And so, you know, in some ways, the the sort of retroactive was kind of by default. I would say another thing that influenced it is is the culture of yearn, kind of where we were born, is very 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 doer centric. You know, at, at Yearn, you sort of show up, start helping, and then people are like, wow, awesome, thanks. You can do more. But it's sort of rooted in this, like, you know, you you sort of show your value add and your enthusiasm and your contribution first, and then, you know, you're rewarded and, and can can do more. So, you know, I think there's a real a value in, in promoting people's sovereignty of, especially in DAOs, you know, there's like, what is there to be done in a DAO? Like, well, there's sort of infinite things to do. And so what's valuable, you know, to, to do for a DAO? And obviously, like, that's the big onboarding questions everyone's trying to solve. Someone walks in the door and it's like, Disneyland, there's a million things to do. Yeah, but what can I do that matches my skills that also matches the needs of the DAO, etc.? So I, I think there's a value in that sort of view you know, contributors take the first step in, in doing something that the rest of the community is like, oh, yes, like more of that or less of that or whatever. But then also, you know, we're continually hearing the feedback of we want people want to be able to allocate proactively to things. And so we're building now a, a ticket feature so that, you know, you'll be able to give retroactive give, but also identify specific tasks 
or things that people would like to see done and, and you can allocate give to those. And then once, you know, someone's like, Ooh, that's worth that much give. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll grab that. I'll do that. Or we can form a team to execute on that. So um, it's something that like Bankless DAO has already started experimenting with. And, you know, we're going to be collaborating with them and, you know, and working to, to build that feature as well. So we'll kind of have, have both. Interesting. On that point, I'd love to know, like, what is your, what is your relationship look like with the DAOs that are using Coordinate? What does that, that feedback loop look like? And, and how, are you, how are you engaging with the communities that are using Cool? Not as much as we want to be. We're, we're like, uh, I, I was, we're kind of a perpetually overwhelmed, small, small but mighty team. But you know, we have designs to be circling back with every, every team that's using it and do deep dives, user feedback. And right now, it's sort of like, we're grateful for anyone that comes to the feedback channel and Discord and says like, I wish it did this. And nine times out of 10, we're like, so do we. Do you know any devs? But you know, I would say early on, especially there were, a, you know, there were some DAOs, um, Yearn obviously, Pool together, Alchemist DAO. They were both like really early users that gave a lot of a lot of valuable feedback. And now, you know, we just we appreciate all sorts of folks that are coming in and sharing what their experience has been and what they wish it had been doing. And is certainly our ambition as we add capacity to have more of a relationship with them. You know, and then folks like Bankless, like we're just finally got a call scheduled to dig more into like what they're doing with the bounties and and how we can either you know support that collaborate build features we just open sourced you know all of our code so we're hoping that that devs within these different communities as they as they make you know customized sort of features or strategies or things for coordinate like that's something that that we hope will become like kind of a you know broaden the menu for other DAOs of like you know, if this one DAO says, we actually don't want the map to update real time, we want it to update only at the end at allocation. Great, that's now a feature you can toggle on and off if that sits your context. And so hopefully it'll just become more and more customizable uh, as people build features. Interesting. To that point, I'm wondering, like, so you mentioned Bankless has this like particular like use case that you guys are potentially going to collaborate on. At this point, I'm getting like very tactical and we'll zoom out in a bit, but I'm just mm -hmm. curious. Like, what's is the most interesting use case of coordinate maybe like interesting unexpected use case of coordinate that you've seen thus far um and how does that speak to like the sort of emergent nature of like DAO tooling more broadly yeah that's a that's a good question i i mean and part of this goes to the qualifier of of like we said you know i i haven't nearly followed up with with the teams that we have during beta launch we had over 50 protocols launch circles since we opened it and made permissionless circle launch, like I think there's been 130 new circles launched in the last week. And granted, like probably the majority of those are just people trying it out, kicking it around. But so keeping up with all the use cases has, has already been difficult and now might be impossible. I think there's been some cool things, people, you know, trying to use the graph for voting visualization is a really novel, a novel thing that we're, we find interesting, but aren't, aren't focusing on right now. But you know, you can imagine instead of all the the sort of allocation lines being for give, um, you could imagine a, a set bucket of categories or or things that we're voting on or different scenarios, budgets, etc. And and you can see kind of where people are allocating their their votes, sort of to move beyond binary voting. I think that's a really interesting use case. We've had DAOs that you know were nascent and starting and kind of did one quick circle as a sort of retroactive airdrop, like from from the very beginning to now, how would we allocate, you know, tokens? And then going forward, everyone's kind of on equal footing. So there's interesting, like, um, uh, Y Academy just did for their month long, they did a, a real time allocation. So kind of like this, everyone on a call and let's do the distribution and then look at it and talk about it, which I think is just like, you know, the highest, best use of coordinate. I would love it if, if more projects figured out a way to get you know, most of the people that are in a circle to to do it um, synchronized and to actually have those discussions about what they're seeing in the graph. Because again, I think, you know, the conversations, I think, you know, synchronous circles are really interesting. I think mm -hmm. that um, voting, you know, and, and doing conviction voting through the, the graph is an interesting use case. And then, mm -hmm. and then doing you know, like retroactive, like for long periods, sort of when DAOs are kind of getting everyone onto the same even footing, I think is, is, is an interesting one as well. And I know, actually, I see MetaDreamers here. 
he had talked about someone made a plugin, for example, that right now there's a hundred give is kind of the default for each user. And someone made an integration so that your source cred score was what actually determined the amount of, of give you have to distribute. So that's another sort of really, to me, a novel case of like your engagement level determines like how much, how much give you have, you know, because presumably more engagement means you have more sense of what's going on and who's adding value. So that's, that's another kind of interesting, specific, practical case that's pretty novel. That's actually fascinating. And yeah, Meta Dreamer, if you stick around for the end of this combo, I'd love to have you on stage to kind of dig into to how you're thinking about Metacred and stuff as well. A few more questions for Zach. There was one in the voice text, actually. Aureus said, how do we value give? Like in this current circle, he's trying to think about how to weight the amount of, of give for like giving it to somebody for the work that they've done. I know like you mentioned that give is inherently like this very like ambiguous thing. Like you're prescribing the value that you believe that the others in the circle have done. And obviously like give can also be tied and it often is also tied to like some other token that has maybe like a a monetary value. But how do you think about like the ambiguity of give of being like the 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 entire point and like the, the the value is in like individuals allocating it based off of like their own interactions and feelings. Yeah. So a few things on that. One is like the there's this obviously like a, a big strength and a big weakness of of the subjectivity of the platform, especially how it is currently, right? So, you know, one thing is if you just tell people like go with your gut, rely on your, you know, don't overthink it, rely on your experience and say, you know, as we go, as we go with, you know, look across kind of the people who you've seen add value and 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 give them some give. The thing is that really lowers like the activation energy, which is awesome. Like people can can jump right in and start giving and they don't feel like they have to have sort of like a justification. You know, you're not the compensation manager for your DAO. You're just thinking about the people who added value and kicking it, you know, and, and giving them some. So there's a trade-off there and sort of it's it's really easy for people to jump in, but it's subjective, right? So it's not always going to be um, you know, the most quote unquote fair. If you know, if you're making memes and everyone sees them and everyone thinks they're cool, you're more likely to get more give than someone who's kind of head down you know, working on something back end. Um, although there's been some cool kind of social layer ways to, to address that that people are, have found. The other thing I would say is that, you know, give, it, it is worth something. You know, it, it should always be, in my opinion, worth some native token, you know, or, or stables or, or whatever you're sort of the funding that you're making for the circle. You know, from my corporate days, I saw a lot of different softwares that were like, you know, give kudos or like, you know, on Friday, you get this prompt to like give shout outs to, to the people on your team or something. And it's, it's always kind of like, yeah, cool, but like, eh, okay, I'm busy, you know, and having, having be able to do that, but it, there's actually money attached. It just gives it a lot more weight. And so, you know, what, what one give is worth is whatever budget, you know, is being allocated. So obviously that's going to change and it will change too during the allocation because any ungifted give are burned, right? And so, so the rest of the give become more valuable. But I think it's always better to have coordinate and give tied to actual compensation to some degree. Like there's just, there's more stakes and it means a lot more, you know, to say thanks and like that thanks has, has you know, actual value behind it. Super interesting. Yeah, I want to rewind a bit to something you mentioned earlier in that answer. So you mentioned this idea that like the meme maker who has a lot of eyeballs throughout the community and just has like a lot of support from like throughout the community, but like that particular task might not be like quote unquote as high impact as somebody who has like their heads down in the background doing like critical tasks for the DAO, but like isn't necessarily out there. How have you seen that particular problem get dealt with within and throughout DAOs? And what is your just like high level opinion on 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 that problem more broadly? Yeah, I I mean, there's definitely we have not seen any you know there's there's no like magical solution that that does it. And actually, like it's it's you know it's it's way better uh, of a problem in DAOs than it is you know in in corporate environments where I feel like you know ninety percent of the people that add the value don't don't get to actually experience the upside. But a lot of it has been as simple as you know creating spaces or just creating like uh on on discord or in telegram like hey how did that go you know people checking in with their individual teams or you know people like 
we saw a lot, especially in the early days of Yearn with the, the translators who, who were like doing all this translation work, but like, you know, no one else speaks uh, Russian. And so they don't know all this work that's going on. And so just having people kind of advocate for them and say like, hey, you know, this person translated all of our docs into Russian, like, don't forget about them the next, you know, the next epoch, like, like let's make sure to make it up. They didn't get enough this time. And so there is that kind of learning curve to things, you know, where it, it takes a little bit for people to learn, like, how to speak up, um, how to say like, hey, check out all this stuff I did or have their team lead, you know, make sure you're advocating for them. And then kind of balancing that with also just the reality of, you know, there's also going to be people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm toiling in the background doing this thing and, and, and no one understands it's valuable. And it's like, well, well, is it? Right. And that's, that's the real question. I mean, similar, you know, I actually saw the same thing happen, but with someone who made a bunch of memes and videos and kind of raised the stink because they were like, you know, I did all this work and, and I'm not being rewarded. And it's like, yeah, but the video wasn't great. And again, like that goes back to like, are we able to have those critical conversations as a DAO of like, what is, what is valuable? And, you know, is this way of recognizing value working? Do we, you know, let's look at this graph. Who are the people getting valued or getting rewarded? Is that what we want to reward? What might we want to do differently? So again, like the conversations, if, if you can have them, are, are much more valuable than the, the allocations themselves. And, and mostly right now, you know, we're, we're thinking about different supportive, you know, pretty light touch tools that we can use to help people have those conversations. It's sort of like a little, you know, debrief guide and, and kind of working on that now. But, you know, I'm really curious to see what, what other projects, you know, what other DAOs that are using it, what they come up with to address some of these issues. And, you know, in my opinion, always recognizing that's like, yeah, it's, it's so far from perfect, but it's, it's also so much better than, you know, having a few people make these decisions um, in, a, in a less transparent way. Definitely. Yeah, MetaDreamer Meta made the point in, in the voice text that like assigning a real world value changes people's behavior a lot. I think to the point that you made prior, like we, for example, have like, we, we just started like a, a gratitude channel in the Forefront Discord. And that's a place you can go and like kind of just give somebody a shout out for doing really good work or, or just like give your thanks for, for a particular member or a group in the community. And I think like having those spaces is really impactful because at the end of the day, like people, people want to feel good and it feels good to make others feel good, right? Like you just want to, you want to be able to spread those vibes and make sure people know that they're appreciated. At the same time though, I think those sorts of channels and like to the example that you gave, like a, a shout out tool at like a company encourages a very different <clears throat> type of behavior. And maybe like psychologically where we feel that like we're going to incentivize different things, um, then if that exact same tool then has some sort of like real world financial value tied to it, right? It's interesting to think about like, we are we're more comfortable and this is, this is just me talking in like personal opinion, but like we're more comfortable maybe giving a, a thanks for like care work throughout a community, but we're more comfortable giving money for like hard technical work. And maybe that should change. Maybe that shouldn't be the case, right? Yeah, I, I mean, getting back to the point earlier that, Everything is people and all, you know, all the DAOs that have all the best tooling that's going to be invented over the next decade are still going to deal with like, what do we do about, about the loudmouth, you know, <laughs> who's like always shouting everything and, and like is super extroverted and so gets more attention. You know, there's always going to be these like human dynamics that kind of underlie everything. Right. And so ultimately, I think what's exciting to me, if, if you imagine like many different iterations later of Coordinate, when when all compensation is happening via gifts. And it, it really is down to being able to reward people for cultural contributions, for technical contributions. For sure, you know, it's it's really hard to price, you know, some somebody that's just kind of like the the conductor of things and like keeping the vibes high, you know, and, and maybe isn't turning out code, but is like coordinating all that stuff is traditionally really difficult to compensate. Whereas there's a market rate for everything else. And hopefully you know, we're recognizing that we can change that. And I think one of the themes of, of, of Web3 and certainly of Coordinate is like shifting from this, you know, a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset and saying like, you know, there's, there is enough for everyone to go around and kind of the more we give and the more we share, the more it comes back. And, you know, that can be kind of a, a foofy, like the secret kind of magical thinking. It's also like totally true. And, 
you know, part of being in a DAO, I think, is also embracing paradox is a really important mindset shift to make. So I'm I'm comfortable holding both of those opposing truths at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. So you mentioned that like in the future, there's a world that coordinate is just used for like all comp throughout a DAO and like within a community. Um, and we'll begin to see a lot more of these like trends take place at a at a higher level. I'm curious, like, where do you where do you see as like the gaps in the coordinate model, and and do you feel that like other compensation methods need to exist within a community outside of the like the peer to peer like retroactive um, funding that exists like through coordinate? Wow, there's there there are some holes in coordinate. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Uh, <laughs> Um, I guess the question is more like, let, let's take coordinate to like the logical extreme, like in the perfect world where it develops the way that you would like it to develop. If we just take yeah, that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. The, the, the perfect world version of coordinate is like there's, and, and we have some designs on this that are, you know, good on paper, but it, it is sort of like one, one circle for all compensation in a DAO where, you know, there's a place for contributors, there's a place for like ongoing project folks. Um, and, and like core contributors, you know, so you can get a one-time grant, like coordinate kind of has it is now, or there's dreams of, of, uh, income that you can tap into, um, you know, give is, is ongoing. Uh, and then maybe there's also, you know, equity that you can get, like actually getting, you know, chunks of, of governance token or native token. And there's also then tiers of trust, you know, so as people kind of enter, they're in the outer ring and they get progressively vouched in you know, closer to the center where they have more kind of discretion on, you know, how much of the budget they're allocating and where. So that there is sort of a, you know, a dream of totally decentralized compensation, I think is ultimately what we're going for. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that can be some people are, I know, are already experimenting with like just self-setting salary, you know, when you're at that kind of highest level of trust. And it's, you know, it's all transparent. You know, that's going to take some, some, time on the tooling side and on the culture side as people get get used to this there's obviously like a, a huge elephant in the room too just around uh, and this to me is like for DAOs more broadly but the privilege of being able to you know work retroactively for for money you know or, or having the privilege to, to have the time and space to contribute first and get paid later you know most people in the world are not in that position and that's sort of a whole Whole barrel of worms around, you know, how do we increase access and inclusivity in in the DAO space? But ultimately, I, I hope that coordinate becomes like this real foundational piece of of how people, you know, thank and acknowledge and compensate each other. Um, and then the piece that we haven't really touched on yet, that I, I think is a corollary to that, that becomes really interesting, is reputation and the implications around reputation as you accumulate give, you know, from different DAOs and different circles. You know, you can imagine someone rocking up to forefront and saying like, hey, I want to help out. It's like, okay, okay, great. Like, where do you want to help out? But that same person rocks up and is like, hey, I want to help out. And you can see in their decentralized ID profile that they have 5,000 give from six different circles. It's like, oh, wow, this is an experienced DAO operator, you know? And you can start to imagine like a, you know, the decentralized LinkedIn of, of imagine the forefront sort of map of one epoch, but imagine that like across you know, across DeFi, across Web3, or just just from these, you know, seven DAOs, what does the overlap look like? So huge amounts of analysis, kind of, and, and data, and really interesting reputational stuff is also unlocked by this kind of system. Definitely. All right, we got we got Meta Dreamer with his hands up, so I'd love to actually bring him to stage. Oh, well. Me too. Meta Dreamer. <laughs> Meta hey, good. Love. How are you? Good. Good. Hold on. Let me just fix my audio here. All good. All good. Cool. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say on that last point um, on, on reputation, I think, uh, you know, right now DAOs like figuring out compensation with people, it's, um, you know, very much has to be like monetary. But I think um, a huge value that people can get is if they can like sort of have that record of the work that they did and carry that forward. Um, you know, that in and of itself is worth a lot because it unlocks like future opportunities for you. So, um, you know, once that happens, I think DAOs will be able to get contributors to do more with less capital. Just be, um, if they focus on, you know, uh, building up people's decentralized identities and profiles and whatnot, and um, that sort of like creates a nice onboarding funnel for people and 
just makes it like a lot more smoother and easier. So um, yeah, I think there's just a lot of inherent value in that. Um, and people will want to like, you know, intern at a DAO just to get that record in the profile, which can then like unlock future opportunities. And it, I think it might help for the whole, you know, contribute before getting paid thing. Um, because, you know, you'll get paid in this sort of record that you'll have in your, in your profile. Um, and it, it's interesting. I was talking to, um, this guy who's a, who's a principal in, um, Compton and he's like the principal of the school and he really wants to like get kids to like learn about crypto and NFTs and all this sort of stuff. And, um, the first thing I sort of directed him to do or like guided him as like a, a good initial idea was any sort of like awards that the school gives out, it should be like NFT awards. So, you know, if you just get like a, you know, certificate or a trophy or a piece of paper, it's just going to sit on a shelf, do nothing. But if it's an NFT, then the whole world can see it and you can sort of carry it forward and attach it to your identity. Um, and you can imagine like, uh, you know, these crypto protocols, like doing airdrops to holders of these NFTs to sort of, you know, um, reward students and sort of create this whole like network and yeah, the, the network effects of this is really, I think, will make it powerful because DAOs on their own are, are cool. But once you start to build these like DAO to DAO bridges and just have better like contacts and information sharing between DAOs, then it really starts to form into like uh, this like mega DAO or meta DAO, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in, in general, I've heard y'all talk about this before and I really, really love this idea. The one thing that always comes to mind here is like each DAO and like the reputation system surrounding a DAO is like very subjective and context specific. Like Forefront might have like a very like culturally aligned idea of like what is valuable. And thus like, for example, it's um, coordinate pools might represent that cultural definition of value. So like I'm building reputation within the Forefront community. I then come to, let's say, Metacartel um, and Metacartel might be able to see my on-chain reputation as provided by Forefront as being very high, or maybe as provided by a variety of DAOs as being very high. But that like reputation might not align with like the specific context of what Medicartel is looking for, right? How, how are we thinking about like that question of context at this like DAO-to-DAO level? Yes. I, go ahead, Zach. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I, I don't think it'll be appreciably different. I mean, we're so early right now that we're still sort of like all of these DAOs are kind of building, you know, culture and reputation and brand but I, I don't think it'd be that much different than it's like you know oh if if you're coming from microsoft like oh that was a certain kind of culture you know they do stack stack ranking there like this is the kind of skill set and mentality you need to to rise in the ranks there so if you're a, a, a manager at microsoft that might tell me some things about how you think about adding value versus like if you're coming to me from patagonia and like, oh, I, I know how that culture is. That's much different. So I, I think it'll kind of be analogous, I'm assuming. Like people know sort of like, oh yeah, the forefront. Like I dig their vibe. I know what they're about. That's a lot different than the people that are coming over from synthetics, you know, that are a lot more like this. So um, probably that's kind of how how I think it'll start to shake out. It's like, you know, you'll have, you, you'll understand the different nuance of different things, but but also generally at any place you are, it shows that you have the ability to to show up, suss out the context, and and find a niche to start contributing, which is kind of like the, the the most important skill in a DAO in some ways. Yeah, just to add on to that, totally agree with you, Zach. I think uh, it it very it, it's very like context specific and specific to communities. Like, I don't think there it there should be any sort of global credit system or reputation score. That's trying to be this like, you know, ultimate measure of someone's value. I think that's impossible to do. And, you know, different people are going to have different scores based on different perspectives. And um, the the thing that we need to like enable is just individuals to sort of like set their preferences or set like here are the like people in circles and areas that like I trust or I should be valued to. And then transitively you can see who are the other people that these people tr- like attribute value to so you know like the friends of my friends or you know if if you have this like if everyone if you have a record of like everyone's like preferences or you know weightings on what they attribute value to then you can sort of calculate on a on a larger scale someone's like score but like from your specific value 
perspective and, and not just like mm-hmm. some sort of global perspective. So Zach and um, Zach could have a different score for me if I'm looking at Zach's profile versus if you're looking at Zach's pro- profile. So yeah, I think it's really important to account for like, like the intersubjectivity of all that. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. And I think the, like the, the modular approach there is, is the key, right? Like the fact that I can take, as long as this, this data set is available, this information set is available and to the point that you made MetaDreamer about like the, having these like high schoolers, like rewards and awards be on chain. Like as long as that information set is available, then I can go out and use that in a completely separate way than Zach. But it's, we're, we're sharing the same source of truth, which is really important. And I think Coordinate does like an incredible job of making sure that that, that source of truth exists. Yeah, super cool. I'm going to just broadly, if anybody else has a question, wants to raise their hand or, or throw it in the voice text, but MetaDreamer, anything you wanted to add on that point or just more in general around this conversation? I guess like I, I kind of mentioned this in the chat, but one thing I've noticed in, in communities that have been using like compensation mechanisms like this is things kind of like go pretty good for a while, but like the longer it goes on, the more people start to like game it or try to optimize it or, you know, it, it introduces like all these like social like weirdnesses. Um, and I think it's going to be an active challenge for us to like figure out how to tackle these problems because, um, you know, just from like my experience, it can really sort of uh, have a huge like negative impact on the DAO's vibes. And, you know, when, when the whole discussion becomes about like, you know, oh, this is you know, this is being like overvalued or undervalued or, you know, like this isn't fair, that's not fair. And, you know, people have like different subjective views on that. So you can't even like say, um, you know, I'll say in sort of like an absolute way that this is or isn't good. Um, but a lot of the time you do notice that people are sort of gaming the system or sort of optimizing for th- their self um, over the community. And it's, it's sometimes, if those people are good at doing that, it becomes really difficult to sort of um, combat it. So yeah, I'm interested, um, I guess if anyone else has like thought about this or ran into this and, um, how to deal with it. Definitely. We got Matthew on stage, Matthew, any input there or any other question that you had? I'm not sure I can <clears throat> respond to that. Maybe Zach, uh, I, I have a separate question, <laughs> but I am interested to hear uh, a response. The only, to the, the only response I have is yes, I've run into it. Yes. It's an issue. Yeah. How, how do you keep people engaged with it? I think it, it's a huge question, right? And and I think what's even more troubling to me is not the the gaming, like the gaming and collusion, just, just like blatant people trying to somehow, you know, game things out. We actually haven't seen or heard that much of. I think it's a lot more the subtle social dynamics, the thing of like, oh shit, like MetaDreamer just gave me 10 give. Like, do I have to give him now? Like, I guess I do. You know, these sort of like patterns that can show up and get ingrained. And then sort of just the kind of, you know, there's an extreme novelty to coordinate. And I do have questions about like, you know, there's a reason payroll got outsourced in corporations. Because like, I, you know, it's like, do I have to deal with this every every month? You know, the, suddenly the epics are keep coming. And you're like, God, I don't know. Just like, I'll just give even to everybody. So, you know, how can we're thinking a lot and actually seeing some really cool use cases about how can we gamify it more? You know, how can we make it, how can we encourage people to leave notes, right? Notes are so valuable to the point earlier, you know, seeing and being seen, like being acknowledged for what you're doing and and really acknowledging others is like a super deep core human need. So how can we serve that? There's a really cool project that, that created these archetypal NFTs. So like, they had like wisdom keeper and, and action warrior or something like this. But, you know, they would give in addition to give, give NFTs to people who kind of went above and beyond, you know, or, or were a really cool like culture glue person. Like there's an NFT you get for that. So there's sort of additional nuance to things besides just kind of a, a bucket of give. But I think that'll be a persistent problem that we're working on. You know, how do you keep money from confusing the conversation and, you know, what is coordinate going to be right now? Very abundance mindset. We're in a bull run. You know, what happens when things are bearish and, and uh, you know, things are tougher? I think we're going we're gonna to learn a tremendous amount. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear. Uh, Matthew is, a, is a, a coordinate power user and also all around brilliant individual at Song Camp and other places. But I know him from Song Camp. So I'd love to hear what question you've got. Well, that's sweet. And uh, I do love, <laughs> I love coordinate. I'm a power user. Um, and one, one like 
anecdote that maybe applies a bit to what <clears throat> you guys were just talking about was when we did our first uh, circle in song camp, we did a, um, we did a demo. We had like a call and everyone was on it and I was sharing the screen kind of going through the thing. And as the demo, as part of the demo, someone in camp gave me some give to just show how it works. And then, and everyone was watching that screen and that I think ended up anchoring like the point system <laughs> and how we used it. Because I think like 75% of people gave me that exact number in, in our circle. So that was an interesting uh, accidental anchoring situation, which ended up working out well. Cause I agree that the notes ended up being the, some of the most memorable stuff. Um, yeah. My question was kind of like, I was feeling into this thing when you were talking earlier about, you know, obviously there's, there's these values kind of like baked in or embedded into the tool itself. This, like, these ideas of gratitude and gifting. And I don't know so much about Yearn, but from what I've learned and read about, you know, in terms of the token distribution and stuff, there was this very like gifting attitude about it. And that seems to be embedded in that community. And so what I'm kind of wondering about is like, you know, this idea between people and tools, like if, if values and vibes are like the gravitational force in our DAOs, and then we're going out and building all sorts of products and some of those products and tools can travel to other communities and to other DAOs like Coordinate is doing. Is that a way for us to like share in each other, like transact in each other's values and share in each other's values? And is that, is that something we should be thinking about in our DAOs in terms of the tools that we are building that could end up kind of open sourcing and traveling throughout the ecosystem? I mean, I, you know, my opinion on this is like a, a, a thousand percent. You know, this get this get. I guess as Metadry were saying earlier, you know, it gets very like a meta DAO of DAOs. You know, um, you know, my my personal viewpoint is that we're, you know, we are collectively navigating what's going to be an increasingly white water, the white water of the Anthropocene. You know, that we're going to be dealing with multiple wicked challenges stacking on top of each other. And honestly, like the reason I'm I'm keen on DAOs is because I think they. It, they pull, play a, a hypercritical role in just helping us coordinate um, more effectively at, at bigger scales. Um, because if we don't do that, you know, things are are pretty seriously in jeopardy. I think more than more than we realize, and that comes from being informed, you know, in the sustainability space and sort of really looking at the reality of where we're at with climate and biodiversity and food systems and pick any institution. You know, they're all kind of falling apart. And it's really on us to, you know, no one's coming to, to save us. We're going to have to figure out how to get together and, and work. Um, and, and I think DAOs and Web3 are, are, you know, a movement disguised as technology. And, and so I think the values that we espouse and the values that we subscribe to as we're building what will be, you know, kind of the, the dominant organizing structure over the next couple of decades. Again, this is just what I, what I believe the values become hypercritical. And the more that we can share, you know, what we're discovering from these values-based communities of like, hey, th this worked well and sharing it around, um, like that's that's how we're all going to make it. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think continually discussing like, wait, what are our val values here? I think this question of like, for what? You know, we're, we're all collaborating and we're creating, you know, wealth and opportunity for each other. Like for what? What is What are we actually doing here? You know, it, it, it's not prescriptive. I don't think everyone has to think the way I do, but I think it's an important conversation for for all DAOs to be involved in. Uh, so I don't know if that directly answers your question, but that's uh, a perspective anyway. Um, well, you definitely yeah. kicked you in the direction I was hoping. So thank you. Yeah, I have some thoughts on on that too. I think yeah, one hundred percent. We should be like sharing our tools, and you know, I think. Right now, all of us are still sort of coming from like legacy world mindset. So the, if you think of these DAOs, it's very much still like these, you know, uh, discrete, like monolithic, big organizations with like boundaries. Like this is Yearn, this is, um, you know, Bankless, this is Forefront. Um, but I think as we evolve, it's going to like, those boundaries are going to start to like fade more. It's going to be like many like overlapping circles of contributors um and you know it'll be more like a gradient of like this area is yearnish and this area is forefrontish um and you know all sort of sharing knowledge resources tools providing services to each other um you know like metafactory for example makes merch for a bunch of these other DAOs. raid guild does like dev work for metafactory 
you know, we, we start to like turn organizations on their side and start to like create incentive alignment and value flows between them. And yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the idea of distributing like tokens, not only within a community, but between communities as well is like super important. And it's something I'm working on right now, actually, where um, if you have like a certain distribution, let's say for a coordinate epoch, um, instead of just the community uh, distributing their own token to that like list of people and their like respective token amounts, um, it allows anyone with to distribute any amount of token in that same ratio to those people. Um, and that makes it really easy sort of API between communities to effectively like distribute value. Um, and I think once you start to compose these things and DAOs start to become more fractal, like, you know, there's a DAO of DAO, but longer term, I think there'll be like DAO of DAO of DAO of DAOs. Um, and it's just going to be sort of like uh, fractal in that way. And I think what will that what that allows for is just uh, really effective ways of like distributing capital um, in, in a highly effective manner. Whereas right now, like crypto and DeFi and like NFTs, they're really good at concentrating a lot, a large amount of capital very rapidly in one place, but not so good at like distributing it effectively. So, you know, we have this whole issue of like just a whole new class of like ultra wealthy people. Um, and, you know, if we, if you just like stick to that path for too long, it's just going to sort of repeat history where, you know, these people are just going to want to preserve their wealth and not sort of wanted to like, you know, distribute that power. And we need to be actively thinking about creating these tools that, you know, now that we got good at concentrating and moving capital, we need to get good at distributing it effectively as well. Yeah, huge plus one to that. I think there's this there's this belief in the space underlying everything that we're doing that because the tools are there for the distribution of capital and like an argument that can be, can be made that like the tools aren't even that mature on that end, but because the tools are there for the distribution of capital, thus like we are able to effectively distribute capital. And I don't think we're quite there yet. I think we, like you said, we're good at allocating it or we're good at uh, concentrating it. But the distribution and allocation still has a long ways to go. And to Zach's point at the beginning of this call, I'd say 90% of, of the answer to that question is more like a human organizing problem than it is a tooling problem, right? So figuring out like what we are allocating and what we are distributing for, who the capital should be going to and in what way are going to be huge questions that we need to answer. And they're going to be both like ecosystem-wide, but also community-wide. So it will be very interesting to see how that plays out. Unfortunately, I don't think we have time for another question, but this was freaking awesome. I appreciate everybody on stage. Zach, thank you so much for taking the time today. This was this was a really, really great combo. MetaDreamer, Matthew, thank you for, for hopping up and, and contributing. And thank you to everybody in the audience who came through. We we got numbers today, so this was this was fun. But uh, yeah, appreciate everybody. Yeah, really, really appreciate the chance to come hang out. And if you have more questions about coordinate thoughts, you want to check anything out, come on over to our Discord. We are uh, stoked to have you and to help however we can. Thanks all. Awesome. Have a good one, everybody. Cheers. Thank you. Hey, fam. Thanks for listening to the Forefront podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please visit us on Twitter at Forefront underscore or on the web at Forefront.market. You can come through our Discord too, anytime, night or day. We'll see you next time.